Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here with an episode that I'm very excited about. So we have Chris Walker, who is an OG in the SEO space, 17 plus years, founder of the local SEO agency, Rank Local, and now the, uh, would you say, founder, CEO of Advocate SEO? Yeah, I guess that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> that was yeah, probably- the founder, sure. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Yeah, but Advocate SEO, which has been focused exclusively on the legal space for some time. So I am super excited to talk uh, with Chris right now. We've got a lot of updates since the last time we had an episode on SEO, very notably since some big things have been happening in the world. <laughs> so I'm happy to get some updates and thanks for coming on the show, Chris. Yeah, sure. Thank you. All right. So yeah, to kind of tee it off, and I, I sort of uh, spoiled the lead there. We've obviously had a big year um, as far as 2020 goes. So what's kind of been the effect as far as what you've been seeing on the SEO side, by and large, for the attorneys you're working with? Well, I mean, right now, uh, the, the the biggest thing is probably relevance and just keeping up with Google's algorithm and which a lot of people aren't, unfortunately, and haven't in the recent years. And that's kind of... The problem in the industry, I, I like to rail on the industry a little bit, but I think a lot of people just throw things up to see what sticks to the wall. But if you don't really have a plan, it's a bit difficult to make SEO work. Yeah. And like, that's a thing. I mean, it's it's interesting because I've been in kind of the, the legal space for, for attorneys for a while. And one of the things I always thought about when I was thinking about the services that I want to work with clients on was that I do not want to half-ass SEO. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things I feel like knowing part of the picture is going to get you into more hot water than, than other things too. But like, as far as kind of uh, the changes that have been happening in the kind of recent years, it's been a super long time since I've taken a look at it. But like, what have been, in your opinion, kind of the, the big buckets of changes to the Google algorithm recently? The biggest changes are the natural language processing and just everything they're doing around relevancy. Okay. That, yeah. And how do you mean by that? So they are taking a look more at websites on a whole level basis. So, so before for instance, like big websites used to be able to build content, throw it up. And if you had a nice domain authority or, or whatever you want to refer to it as, you could almost rank overnight by throwing up an article on your website. Well, they're looking at different things now. They're looking at your website from a, a topical perspective. And are you an authority in your niche? And that's the most important thing right now. And it's difficult to rank for things if you aren't giving Google what they want, which is basically feeding them verbatim the things that they like to see in the search results. So for instance, if you're trying to rank for a particular term, you basically better be searching in the Google search results to see what Google already likes. And if that particular topic has if there's some ambiguity in the search results, maybe you need to refine that or come out with a different approach or or maybe you're on topic and kind of need to go from there. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, a little bit. So it's like, I mean, you're going to have to excuse me because I've got like a very, I guess, internet caveman understanding of things as far as things go. And this might be kind of common on uh, with some of the listeners here as well. So hopefully it'll be mm-hmm. illustrative, but I've always been thinking about things on the keyword level. But if, if I'm understanding correctly, it's moving a little bit more from the specific keyword to more of, I guess, the the, the constellation of things that appear on the site, right? Yeah, exactly. They're looking at entire websites. And I think this is only going to get more important as time moves along. Yeah. So so it's not just a keyword basis. It's not just a particular on-page basis. It's the website as a whole. Um, and what does your website offer to them? Essentially, right? Are, are you topically relevant? And if you are, then they're more likely to reward you for certain pieces that you're going to put on your website. Okay. Now I've got a kind of big question. How does yeah. Google, and it seems like a pretty hairy technical problem, but I, I mean, I can kind of guess how it might happen, but like, how does Google take data from searchers and determine whether something's topically relevant? <laughs> With lots of computers. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I, I had. A, I had a thought. I had a thought. <laughs> so, well, well, essentially, so the, I don't know if you you've probably heard of this. So, there's the search engine um, ranker guideline, right? They have they have a paper that they circulate, and essentially, it's 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 guidelines for people that want to that are rating websites. So, what they do is they have people looking at a screen. And they, they pull up a search and they say, okay, is this website relevant for this particular search term? What would you grade it? And I don't know the, the strict particulars here, but say it's on a one to 10 scale, right? This, this website, this particular page is a really good result. So we'll score it a 10. And so the user would score it a 10. This one's a bad one. So they'll score it a one. And then what they do is they put that into a system they call rank brain. And so rank brain is that big, huge group of computers I was talking about. And mm-hmm. so they're amassing all this data across every industry, across all different websites, across all different locations. And they're saying, is this result good? And why is this result good? What is in, what does this page have in common with this page that makes it score a 10 out of a 10? And what does this page have in common with this page that makes it score a one out of a one? And well, if you score a one out of one, obviously that or, or one out of 10, excuse me, that's not great. And so they look to demote those particular pages, but it's, and then they put each of those pieces into their algorithm and eventually spit out the results you see on the page. Okay, cool. So basically I was at first, I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I found like there was a bunch of people are manually doing this, but they'll basically run that against the data that they do have. And then that's what it probably like all that, that crazy stuff that they were doing with like cracking, you know, chess or go or something like that. Right. So like maybe your, your page that's a one out of 10 has like the crazy high contrast images. It's got the dancing baby GIF and you're 10 out of 10. So basically, I mean, how much of this I mean, obviously, and that's the thing too, like I'm kind of dating myself here. I remember when all the stuff I used to read about SEO was just like uh, <laughs> talking about mat cuts, and like yeah. all that kind of yeah. stuff too. But people would always talk about the ranking factors, but how have those changed recently? Like, I feel like, you know, people always used to talk about keyword density and that kind of stuff, but I yeah. mean, have design and those kind of things become more relevant in recent years? 
Well, it, it, it has user experience, right? And so website speed is important. I, th- I like to always provide a good user experience. I mean, mm. that, that's key. That's what you want. Somebody hits your website, <laughs> obviously you want them to stick around and you're, you're providing them the right kind of information. But yet it's totally changed. It's, it's more about authority now. It's more about relevance now. And it's more about trust than ever before. And there's still those little ranking factors like title tags, really super important, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you say in your title tag? Are you including a keyword in there? Uh, Now it's not a keyword pipe, keyword pipe, keyword pipe. Uh, That's actually going to give the user a bad user experience. And so they're looking at click-through rates, right? They're looking at more of a natural flow and, and does your title get more clicks than the next guy. And so they're looking at click-through rate as well. And they're measuring that in Chrome. They're buying data from Firefox. Uh, They're using all this data when it comes to rankings. Right. So basically just to kind of sum it up. So even like if you could get to the point where you're on page one for top divorce attorney Brooklyn, if the user metrics that they're able to track through how much time they're spending on the site and all that kind of stuff doesn't end up checking out, you won't be there for long. That's exactly right. Because they, they, yeah, similar to the PPC algorithm, right? They want the best user experience. And so, yeah, they're just going to knock you off the page. You're not, you're going to, you're going to (laughs) disappear. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I mean, that was the thing. I was going to write 4,000 articles for best divorce attorney Brooklyn right after this, but I guess I have to change my plan now. Yeah. Yeah. You might need to do that. So, I mean, so I guess, all right. So if if I'm kind of getting this picture together, so basically, you know, you need to provide authority on content. So how has that affected the uh, content strategies that you've been recommending to your clients? I mean, like, I know things used to be very much like, Hey, let's get a, you like, you know, let's get a list of how many searches are happening for X, Y, Z keywords, you know, write 500 words per article, blah, 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 toss some, some links at it. We're hunky dory. Right. Um, it sounds like that's no longer the case. So what's, uh, yeah. how's how these, these changes been affecting the, the, the recommendations you've been making around content? So we like to get uh, pretty flexible agreements with clients because things move quickly in this industry. And so, you know, what we're doing is doing a lot of keyword research. We're using Ahrefs because um, they're the only uh, keyword tool at that kind of price point that provides uh, the internet. They're purchasing the internet service provider data. So we can get pretty darn good data on what kind of searches are happening. And so we're looking at that. Uh, we're seeing, because again, you you want to match those particular searches that are happening with what Google's looking for and what matches uh, what you're doing on your website, obviously. And if you're doing that, you will have success. Yeah, the whole, you know, creating a bunch of articles and, and throwing them up just doesn't do the trick in, anymore. In fact, uh, just just recently, um, you know, we just trimmed a site literally in half. This client came to us. We trimmed the site in half, right? Mm-hmm. Half the website's gone. I think it was like a 60 web, 60 page website. So not huge, but we removed 30 pages of basically content that was not valuable at all and didn't lose any rankings whatsoever. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it, it, it's basically Google's looking at a site and they're saying, 
is this page actually providing value, right? And so if the page is not providing value, so if it's not showing up in the SERPs and you're not giving Google exactly what they want, then they're going to ignore it essentially. Mm -hmm. And if you have more of those pages on your website, right, that Google ignores, then you do have high quality content, you're never going to get anywhere, right? And the, the problem in the SEO industry in general and, and, and everywhere right now is that that is, it's, it's too often commonplace that that's what happens. And, and it's frustrating from a professional perspective, but I see it a lot. You have companies just pumping out content to pump out content, basically checking a box and just throwing up a piece, right? Mm -hmm. But if I can go in and remove half the website and the rankings increase, well, that that doesn't make any logical sense, right? You, more content should be better results in the SERP. So it's just... That's one of the biggest changes recently with this with Google that most people have don't understand, have no clue is actually happening. Yeah. It's it's really funny though. It's like, you know, it's it's really easy to throw out a prompt there, like, okay, cool, here's the keyword, get me fifteen hundred words on this. But yeah. it's a lot harder to say, hey, look, here's the topic. Um, provide some value that hasn't been seen yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and yeah, exactly. And that's the goal. And so kind of our thought on it is every page a resource, right? So if we produce a page of content for a client, we're coming at it from, we want this page to provide value for someone that might actually come to the website, see it, and and potentially use this person's service, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that's the goal. And if and if we're not doing that, then well. It's not going to work out very well nowadays. Yeah. I mean, that seems like it's a huge challenge because if, you know, if roll this back to like the, you know, the proto days we were talking about earlier, it's like, if you kind of just knew, I mean, it's, it's weird. You know, people always used to talk about, oh man, like we got to clean up this spammy link profile. Sure. And that was something you'd always hear about when people were, were, you know, moving from, you know, your Upwork freelancer to actually working with a proper SEO agency. Sure. But now what you're saying is, you know, we all, on top of this, we have to, you know, clean out the dead content. And that I guess was one of those things, I guess people used to probably feel like they were really invested into an asset. But I guess at the end of the day, it's kind of the triumph of the white hat approach to things, right? It's like, I feel like people always used to say, you know, over a long enough time period, things are going to tend towards, you know, Google wants people to have a good user experience, right? Um, do you think like, is, is that more or less the trend that you've been seeing? And where do you think things are going to go in the near future? Well, I think that's, that's exactly what they want. Um, they want to have that good user experience Um, because ultimately, I mean, it's for them, right? They want to be able to serve the best results possible when somebody performs a search and that's Mm -hmm. it, right? They're a little bit greedy in that regard and that they, (laughs) they want you to work hard for them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But, but if you do, they will reward you. Keep that in mind. You just, you know, have to do it the right way. And, and just, you know, not very long ago, everybody was just like, create great content, create great content. But if you're not strategically thinking about the way you're creating that great content, you're kind of doomed from the start. And I, and I think that's, they're just going to tighten this down and it's going to get 
even harder to kind of give Google what they want over the next uh, year or two for sure. Yeah. So it sounds like you've, you know, it's, you definitely, you, and I guess everyone else in the SEO industry, it's really got, you know, your work cut out for you over the next thing. Cause it's like, you know, back in the day, you know, you used to know, have to know how to, to, to get links going, you know, maybe have connections to a couple of content writers that could get things to working out. But it seems yeah. like, you know, you have to understand a lot of the stuff about the user you need to understand probably some some part of web design and you know design principles and on top of that have you know especially for legal pretty specific domain expertise for a lot of the things that people are writing so i know there's no average case but and then well on top of that there's probably is still some sort of a link thing i'm not really sure but i'm going to figure it out but like as no. far as those different things i guess you know there's no average but like what would you say as far as the focus on an average client, like percentage wise, like what would you say is, is usually what's most astray or, or what people should be focusing on the most? What we do really, I mean, we, you know, what we talked about already, we're looking to create resources on individual paces, uh, on individual websites, individual pages. Are those resources um, geared toward user experience? And then if you're doing that properly, and then also if you're doing the marketing, if you're doing the outreach and you're saying, hey, everybody, look at me, come link to us, um, that's a, a wildly important step that a lot of people miss as well. And really, it all comes down to competition, right? So it's, it's what is your competition doing? If, you, if you're in a small town, saying you're in a town of 10 or 20,000 is very, very different than if you're in New York City, right? Right. So you're going to have to work a whole lot harder there because um, there's just so much more competition, obviously. Yeah. And let's go into that a little bit too, because basically, you know, we're, we're kind of broaching this topic of local versus national. So like, you know, when somebody's looking out to the outreach, does it make more sense to reach out to like, you know, I don't know, the local high school paper or sponsor of you know, a basketball team or something like that? Or would it make sense to, you know, shoot the moon and go for Forbes? And like, what kind of benefits could people expect out of consistently putting time into e either of those? Um, from a local perspective, uh, reaching out to local folks is, is fantastic, actually. And it works really, really well. You know, it's not always possible in, in some cases if you're in a if you're in a small town, it may be very difficult. Uh, then you step out regionally, then you step out statewide. But uh, and, and then we talk about like bigger sites, right? We don't typically chase a lot of bigger sites because what we found is that majority of the time it's just not worth the, <laughs> the return. A link is I mean, we do it for the links. I'm not going to lie. Right. Because that in the end, that's what provides value. And so if you can get relevant content out there that is linking back to your pages that are providing value to users, then you're going to be in really, really good shape. I gotcha. And then kind of on the same topic of this local stuff, I feel like it's been very sexy lately to be talking about, oh, well, sites are dead. Looks like Google My Business and getting to the top of the, the snack pack on the maps is, is I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where I should transition yeah. out of that facetious voice, but all the rage sure. these days. <laughs> but um, so can you comment on that? And like, have, have you seen any big differences in what's that's happening? And like, I guess, what would you say to somebody who says like, well, you know, maybe the maps are the only thing that matters these days anyway? Well, they're definitely not the only thing that matters. Uh, if you look in your analytics, you'll, you'll see that, right? But I think having a presence in both is important. So 
you know, if they, if they see you once, if the user sees you once, if they're doing a search for a personal injury attorney in whatever location that they're at, if they see you once in the snack pack, if, and then if they see you in the organic, it's that instant recognition, right? And throw in an ad there too, and, and you'll be even better. Yeah, no, it's kind of like it's like if you had a the billboard on on every side of the street, like the main dragon, right? Town, right. right. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. But and separate to that, like as far as like the factors for ranking, is there still a crossover with you know I guess the the strength of a domain that that a map is um, a map listing is related to, and where they're going to show up on that, or and like how do reviews fit in the picture? Yeah, there's definitely some crossover. There's quite a bit of crossover, right? But there's also the the naps, local uh, links, things of that nature. And reviews can be important. I mean, the most important thing about reviews is is really if if you're going to be serving your clients, do you have reviews that they can look at and and see and take some kind of comfort in, right? That's the biggest thing for reviews. Um, and do they impact rankings a little bit? But I think other things are more important than reviews. Yeah, gotcha. So almost more of a conversion mechanism than like a direct, uh, like hot bolt of electricity to the algorithm, right? Right, right. Um, there are some little uh, tricks of the trade that you can throw in there if if you want to, um, you know, when you're replying uh, to reviews, um, if, if you... Um, throw in a keyword here and there and let's just say it it won't hurt things oh there we go okay we love tricks of the trade by the yeah, way so if yeah. you got any more <laughs> as we kind of go into the discussion i'm definitely happy to hear them um okay yeah. so no but that's awesome that's super helpful so i mean it kind of rounds it i mean overall i think it, it might be a little bit one of those you know contrarian uh headlines that that might make sense if uh, you know you're writing an ad on facebook or putting a video up on youtube but probably uh, a little bit overblown like most uh marketing headlines including a lot of the ones that i write so <laughs> i know that stuff goes okay so i'm kind of switching gears a little bit into kind of thing too and it's it's also sort of amazing that we might have mentioned the word attorney once or twice at the point that we're at in the interview but i wanted to kind of get really specific on it because you know in the you know the the over 17 years in seo chris I know in Rank Local, that was a bit more of a, a broader base of clients. But what have you seen as being the key differences in SEO uh, moving to legal exclusively? Well, the key differences is really digging in and understanding. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier, right? Is is It takes a lot of work to do the research and find out what the user is looking for and to write pieces that really resonate with them that's a huge undertaking and that's really the the biggest difference although i think across seo it, it is somewhat the same right so so the principles apply but like in in, so, in some way it's like we might all almost have seen just with these updates that are happening in the algorithm kind of maybe if not now soon the death of the general seo agency like you almost have to go vertical or have people that have the domain expertise to, to accurately deliver in sure, whatever sure. vertical you're operating in yeah well it definitely helps speed things up right it yeah. definitely helps speed things up that's for sure yeah and as far as timelines too like i um it's kind of interesting like what kind of this is the thing like i know uh historically a lot of times you know 
a lot of people will say, yeah, you know, if you want to really get into the position where you're getting serious traffic on, on meaningful keywords, you're probably going to be looking at six, nine, 12 months. Right. Um, has that changed at all? And like, how has that affected, I could imagine there's probably a weird competitive dynamic, people who are, you know, jumping in to take advantage of uh, COVID people who are pulling out because they got to tighten their belts. How have things been affected with just, you know, the climate and, and what people have really been able to invest into SEO in the last little bit? Well, there was a time right there for a little bit where people were freaked out. I think. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, just just kind of standing still for a bit. But I think it feels like things are picking back up, so that's good. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, so people are yeah, I'm kind of waking up a little bit. And I mean, it also might be good too. I mean, like, I don't know what kind of you usually recommend. It's like, I mean, do you guys, I'm assuming that you guys have some sort of a content creation team on, on staff, but like, do you guys um, do that? Or do you recommend people ever boost their own thing? I imagine there's a lot of people who are just kind of sitting at home watching paint dry right now. So maybe it might be a good time right, to get into right. some, some content creation, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. If, if, you, if you're comfortable with it, I mean, the, the main things, I think we, we touched it a little bit earlier, but Definitely get a subscription to Hrefs if you want to do your own, right? Get a subscription mm-hmm. to Hrefs. Uh, I think they they have a basic basic subscription for like a hundred bucks or or even less. Um, and do your keyword research, right? And then go to Google, and make sure that you know you're kind of giving them what they want. And and if you can write great content, and if you are watching paint dry, I mean, go for it right if 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 that's where you're at then start and 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 move quickly but definitely use a research tool use hrefs uh because you're going to be able to get that user data and you're going to be able to actually see what people are searching for that's so important right now because if you're if you're just throwing something up and hoping that it sticks you're going to be writing for a very very long time Right. Yeah. And like, you know, like so many other things in the marketing world, it's like, you know, making a little bit more of an investment up front is eventually going to save you a lot of time on the back end. And, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially okay. if you bill out at 350 an hour, keep that into consideration. Um, right. or, or all the cases that you're not going to be billing out 350 an hour, if you decide to, to figure this out on your own, it takes nine months and you go nowhere. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, okay. And then, um, another kind of thing too, just, just a little couple, couple rapid fire things. So, um, a couple topics that have come up recently are kind of the effects of these sort of alternative media things. So, um, YouTube being something that people are talking about, I see from time to time. Yep. Also, you no know, podcasts, right? Like, how are you seeing these? These, uh, I mean, I feel like as time progresses, there's probably more of an ability for Google's um, robot army to to process these increasingly more abstract things from text, right? So, sure. how's that been affecting this? Is this something that you guys uh, are seeing with your clients? Um, in what regard? Um, are, you, are you seeing it like as, as is it uh, an opportunity to reach out to? Are people getting good results from investing time into this? I mean, is it guess relative to to the more straightforward tech stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on your approach, I, I think a lot of people are doing Facebook. Uh, I see a lot of people doing YouTube. If if you can do it and, and do it well and communicate with your clients, um, that's the important part. And get some kind of engagement, right? Uh again, you want to provide some kind of resource because on those platforms, as with Google, it's the same thing, engagement, engagement, engagement. And if right. you can, if you can do that, then, then you're going to be successful with it. 
Yeah. And that actually also brings up something too. So basically social engagement on Facebook is going to potentially be a signal to Google. Cause I mean, sometimes I remember, well, God, I mean, <laughs> Google plus back when that was a thing, right? Sure. <laughs> that was how they pride all those people at getting into that. But, um, but yeah, so like you're saying that the social signals can actually pass through. Yeah. They Google's looking at social. They yeah. are. They, they are looking at social. So they're looking at Facebook. They're looking at Twitter. They're looking, they're looking at these things. Um, they're important. Um, you know, they're looking at browser data. They want to make sure that um, your website's alive, essentially. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an important thing for them um, because they're, they're trying to uh, eliminate spam. Really. That's, that's the end goal. And so that's why they brought so much of this stuff kind of into the fold. And if, you, if you've got lots of user engagement on those platforms, it's going to help you. Yeah, that's super cool. And then another sort of thing, talking about user engagement, you know, we're going through the trouble of making these value-packed guides. How have you seen that affecting things like lead quality and any feedback that you've gotten from the attorneys that you're working with? Because I'd imagine, you know, it's probably better to have somebody who's coming from a guide that you put out about you know, Brooklyn family law uh, office or something like that, um, rather than one of these people who's just, you know, picking you out of a sea of family law attorneys on ABO or something like that. Yeah. The, <laughs> you know, the quick leads aren't always the greatest, right? Right. Um, the, the people that actually take the time, do the research, sit on things for a little bit, I, I, I think is within any industry, I think those are always the best, right? So if, you, if you're providing value and people are actually um, finding value in that and enough so that they're reaching back out to you, I think that's a heck of a lead. Yeah. So it would be safe to say that the people that you could expect from pursuing this kind of strategy would be your more educated, your more research-driven type of client, right? Yeah. Uh, just a better client in general. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that that'll be music to a lot of people's ears, especially <laughs> They've yeah, been in the, the, yeah. the doldrums of the, the lead vendor. Uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> mean, lines. You, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always want the person that's going to just instantly hit your site and, and pick up the phone too. Let's not leave them out. Right. Because they could be fantastic clients. Um, but yeah, nurturing them a little bit never hurts. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So Chris, I wanted to, um, I know that uh, we'd spoken about this a little bit on the pre-call, but very interesting situation that you have right now with some um, content that you guys have put out on your own, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do, we do have a little bit of interesting situation. <laughs> yeah. I'll just softball <laughs> that one right now. You tell, us, uh, tell us more about it. People have been uh, enjoying what they're hearing so far. So we went crazy and we decided to build a course and it's pretty darn intense. It's about three and a half hours long. And it is some of the best, I think it's the best SEO material out there personally. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit there. <laughs> I love the course, <laughs> Of course, right? But it is, it's, it's hard hitting. Uh, it's lots of knowledge packed into one course. I tried to make it as succinct as possible. Uh, that, was, that was my goal. Uh, it did take a long time to put it together. So um as as kind of a, a a thank you to your viewers, I would like to hook them up with the training at no cost, if that's okay with you. That is definitely okay with me. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so, guys, if guys and gals, if if you're interested, of course, don't be blasting this on um, 
on social or anything like it. Keep it to the podcast, okay? You can go to attorneyseotraining.com slash case fuel. One word. That's attorneyseotraining.com forward slash case fuel. And you can sign right up and get access to the training at no cost. So if you're watching paint dry, man, this is a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, especially, I mean, we're recording this at the end of October. I got to figure out when the specific launch date's going to be. But yeah, um, yeah paint dry <laughs> could be the, the least of our work. <laughs> Just kidding. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Chris, that's awesome. Dan. I always, um, this is actually kind of funny. I was always talking about um, this uh, this thing. Hey, y'all mind if I just add tremendous value right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. The answer's always going to be yes. But um, yeah, that's awesome. And, and super generous offer, Chris. We super appreciate that. And um, I'll have that in the show notes for anyone who is listening to that on a podcast player. So yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that's, uh, that's hooked up. But um, yeah, I also want to add to just a little bit of parenthetical. One of the things I've really enjoyed about this conversation with Chris is that it's going beyond the tactics, right? If you were the person who was latching on to the tactics guy a year and a half ago or three years ago or five years ago or whatever, you know, we always say the tactics change, the strategy remains the same. And what I get from speaking with Chris is that he deeply understands not only what's going to work today, but what's building things on a solid foundation that's going to last for years. So, I mean, I'll definitely be checking out the course. I don't think I'm going to be offering it to the client portfolio at any point too, but it's good to know what's, like, what's going on. And I think it's probably going to be some time well spent. So thank you so much for that, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. And I think that's um, pretty much it. Any other things as far as um, if somebody wants to reach out, what's the best way to uh, to get in touch? Um, Just hit the website, advocateseo.com. That's basically the best way to get a hold of us. All right. Awesome. We'll have that in the show notes as well. All right. Awesome. So Chris, thanks again. It has been a slice. And for everyone else, we will be back with you next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.